morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome, Season Gaming Big Cast. It is that time, Saturday, once again. You know me. Uh, I don't need to introduce myself, I don't think, but I'm Ains anyway. I'll say it. Uh, you've got with me my partner in crime, the weekly shirt that is disappointing today, Dan, and uh, going by this week as the Fall Gamer. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm uh, still in my house. So. <laughs> like the rest of us. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then joining us from across the pond, you know him as KD. He is uh, one of the newer season gaming contributors, and our we're going to start calling you like our resident tech expert. That's what we're going to call you from now on. Oh, is it yeah. going to be Paul? Yeah. Oh, there's three. <laughs> I was going to say we're, we're going to switch to the the, the, the bald cast show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is not a good look right now. <laughs> uh, we're not, you know, especially at this time of diversity, we're not doing too well. Uh, I'm going to have to do better with guests here. You need to do better. <laughs> and, and to be fair, Dan, you know, given the camera and the, the lighting, it, you, no one would watching would even know that you're Puerto Rican. No. <laughs> but, I can't get outside to get my tan on. <laughs> I don't tan, I burn. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, it's good to everyone. Um, Matt, Elu, what's up, guys? Thanks for being here right at the start. So uh, going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today, including uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X launch lineups and what we'd like to see there. Uh, some comments on the PlayStation 5 and just what they're doing now that their show that was supposed to happen a few days ago was postponed. So we're still guessing right now. We've got Sega's 60th anniversary. We've got Game Pass coming to TVs potentially in the future. Uh, new Star Wars game. EA's moving on to Steam and a whole bunch of other things. So uh, still some, some big news here to talk through through the week. Before we get to that, um, you know, I just want to call out uh, two things, really. First, uh, it would be remiss of me not to mention what's going on uh, in the United States and even around the world right now. And it is... Um, I mentioned it briefly last week, as obviously uh, the week went on, things got bigger and bigger. And so a huge movement right now, a lot of what we would call, um, you know, a progressive movement in the U.S. And it's really shaking things up over here. So if uh, I know, Carl, you know, over there, there's huge things in London, as you would always imagine, right, um, supporting it. But uh, over here, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. It's something that's historic that's happening right now. I think uh, on many, many levels, it's important what's happening right now. Um, and I was just going to say that I think that anyone who knows us and follows us knows our content, know what we write about, know what we stand for, uh, know that we're very supportive of it and, um, you know, right there with everyone. So we haven't made an official statement on it or anything like that. I don't even think we're big enough to make an official statement. Um, but it's worth calling out, I think, to our audience that um, kind of goes without saying. I hope the audience would know it goes without saying. So uh wanted to mention that and then i also wanted to mention that uh just before going live here actually earlier this morning or overnight we passed a million views on our youtube channel which um for us is is pretty special we started this you know a few years ago and we're again obviously not a huge channel but we continue to grow consistently subscribers just keep going up and uh it's really really good to see so thank you all for that support um really cool milestone to have hit this morning so all right, so we did a weekly poll this week. Uh, there was some information that came out that, uh, and Carl, I'm definitely looking to you on this to get your thoughts uh, because you'd likely know a little more about it in terms of just the tech. 
uh, of it as our resident tech expert. Um, <laughs> but um, it came out this week that uh, Sony basically removed the 2020 or holiday 2020 messaging on all of their PlayStation sites. They started in the US and then they went to, uh, you know, to England, UK and, and kind of through Europe and basically all the regions now don't say 2020 anymore. And then there was a rumor, and, and let's be clear, this is a rumor, anyone could have made this up, but rumor came out that, you know, they're starting full, just starting full chip production, but their yield rate is really low so far. Now, I don't know why, given the design of the SOC, why the yield rate of the PS5 would be low when everyone's saying the Xbox Series X, you know, yield rate is high. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially being both made by AMD and similar in many ways. So it's likely a bunch of BS. But it is interesting, if nothing else, that uh, PlayStation randomly decided to remove 2020 from all the uh, PlayStation sites. So we did a weekly poll basically saying, you know, just in your opinion, do you still think the PlayStation 5 is launching this holiday? Um, and 58, 59% said yes, but 41% have doubts. And I find that interesting because Sony themselves have said, yes, it's coming out in 2020. And they've continued to say that um, even so much as a couple weeks ago saying that. So, but I think it just goes to speak to the doubt that people have right now because Sony's been so quiet. You know, we still haven't seen the console. Uh, obviously, the showcase this week was postponed for for matters that are bigger than video games, and there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, but if nothing else, it's interesting. It's a conversation point. So, uh, do you believe any of this uh, stuff about the uh, chip yields? And in your opinion, does Sony still launch this year, even if they have shortages? I think the launching. This year, absolutely. Okay. In my mind, there's no question. I just think so. We just like to troll people. Just <laughs> let's, 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 let's remove a, a certain word from the website and see what happens. They must be just sitting on Twitter going, "Yeah, yeah, it really worked." <laughs> it does yeah. feel like that sometimes. It's like they 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 almost do little things to see what kind of uh, stir they can, you know. Yeah. Stir. And, and you're telling me all these leaks from the patent office on on stage. I mean, come on. You know, it, like the game cartridge leak that came yeah, out this week. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just. I, I think it's just a. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but but I think that it's just a play for mind share half the time. You know, uh, you, you'd be, looked on Twitter. Everyone uh, was was posted on Twitter about you know having the fastest uh, console or whatever it was. They updated the Twitter to say the PS5, this, that, and the other, didn't they? They updated. I'm um, sorry. They updated the website to, to, with a new narrative. Oh, okay. Website and then and then you saw on Twitter everyone was posting that. And you must have thought, you know what? What can we do? Yeah, <laughs> what we can do that takes almost no effort and no time. Yeah. You know, no, no <laughs> max. You know, max no. minute. You know what I mean? It's just uh, I think the trauma. So I, I I definitely think you're going to see it in 2020. I have no doubts about that. Uh, when it comes to the chip yield, you know, I, I might have to look this up in a minute. I don't know if Microsoft and Sony are using the same. Uh, you know, the same manufacturer? I don't think they do. No. Um, be, and, and in fact, we've heard before, I only know about Microsoft, but they use multiple plants to manufacture chips, um, including because they've talked before around with Ch what was going on in China, they weren't as concerned because they also have facilities in, uh, I believe, Mexico and Singapore. I could be wrong. Right. So it'd be interesting to look up, look that up and see, is it TSMC that are doing it or some other manufacturer? But um, I don't know, it, it just, it doesn't, it, again, it's a talking point, isn't it? You know, yields are low, you're not going to see it. Everyone starts talking and then all of a sudden, bam. Halfway yeah. through the movie, there's a big reveal. Did you show it? It looks like a cube 
or it looks like a you know spear, I don't know, triangle on your desk. <laughs> but, but you know, and you know, with some big fan on it. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I can't, I can't see not coming in 2020. I, what I, I, what I think is going to happen is they're going to do shock and awe with games. Mm-hmm. I think they've been. If you if you listen to the like though, unless you listen to them, I don't really like the guy to be honest. He's, he's a bad frontman of a rock band. But if you listen to Jim Ryan, he, <laughs> what he says, he's a he's a. It seems as though his job's on the line with delivering a lot of software. It seems that seems to be the underlying sort of story to all this. It seems to be software, software, software. You know, people are going to buy the hardware. So yeah. but how would you push units? You you, you make a load of excuse. You make a load of, uh, of exclusive software. And it'll, hopefully it'll fly out the door. And you don't put that new software on the old machine. It's just, it's classic, you know. And whereas Microsoft are being quite, you know, consumer friendly and saying, look, if you buy it, it'll work better on the X. Yeah. But you go play it on the old stuff as well. Happy days. So if you want a PC, come go play the PC as well. They really, really just want to push software. I don't think there's massive emphasis on pushing hardware with Microsoft these days. It's more about the service, which is great, which is the the better of the two, if, you, if I'm being brutally honest. But it's more about pushing the software, the, the services and the software, and more about building up a big, huge, now we've got a stable of, of software houses to deliver on that promise of new IP, new games. Yeah. I think that, that's, that's front and center. But Sony, I think they know where the, they know where the breakfast is cooked. I think they know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, Persian Knight, Persian Knight in chat. What's up, guys? Uh, Victor, good to see you. Uh, he said... Um, you know, wonder if it's something to do with the frequency of this the uh, the chip that Sony's using. Because remember, they've got that thing running very, very fast. Yeah, I, but if you, if you read on, on some of the the tech blogs at the moment, the reason that it's running really, really fast is to keep up with the SSD. Okay. It's not, it's not about chasing teraflops. I don't think that Sony are really because the, 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 it hasn't, that hasn't been the focus. It's something to do with keeping up with the bandwidth on the on the uh, the, the SSD and the delivering that throughput. You have a narrower tunnel, a narrower GPU, and you just you you, you don't have to fill it. So if you're a, you're a car head, you're a, you're a petrol head yourself. Yep, there goes my camera. But keep going. <laughs> if think about it. If you've got more cylinders, you have to fill more with fuel. Yeah, there's more yep. fuel consumption. But if you have a narrower GPU, you don't have to. You can have more more streaming from the, the SSD. It's something along those lines. If you read up on it on on Google and whatnot, and you read some of the tech blogs, it seems to be. A lot to do with the SSD. That's why there's a faster GPU or a higher frequency on the GPU. But we'll see. I don't. You know what? They've made a point of saying that the, the cooling system on this thing is is top notch. If it turns out it's not, that's a really bad look for Sony. You know? <laughs> yeah, really. that, we've talked about that, right? That could be an issue, like um, like we saw with 360 at the start of the generation, which which Sony that's definitely fine. doesn't want to do. No, and that that really that nearly killed Microsoft. That was over a billion dollar. Yeah, sort of part, yeah. wasn't it? It's it over two billion. Yeah, because they the initial approval was one point two billion, and then they spent more on it over the next you know couple of years. But I anyway, would, I would not like to walk in the office and tell somebody that. <laughs> no, there's actually an, there's a good article uh, about the interview, and um, who was it? Uh, Ballmer. Um, uh, God, one of the engineers had to go to Steve Ballmer, who was CEO at the time, and basically tell him that news. Oh, it was Peter Moore. Peter Moore went to. Um, Steve Ballmer and had to ask him for that 1.2 billion. He's actually talked about that on interviews. It's it's interesting. He just said do it. Didn't even hesitate. He said do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do awesome. 
Imagine, yeah. imagine having that kind of power. You know, we need to spend 1.2 billion on this to fix this issue. And you're just like, yeah, go ahead, sign. That's crazy. <laughs> Dan, what do you think, man? PS5 2020? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I don't even know what the hell chip yields is. Um, to be <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that means, you know, the ones that come out that are okay. That can I mean, be used in production. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. So to not launch this year, and, you know, Sony just doesn't, like to Carl's point, they, they just, they don't, it's all about keeping that, you know, interest, you know, through the fans. You know, that when, when they released that tech demo, that Unreal Engine 5, they were just like, yeah, here you go, use this, you know, and, you know, just, just say that it was running on here. That's all you guys got to do. And, you know, we're not going to actually put anything else into it. Just say it does, you know, and, and yeah. you know, which is, you know, that's just how they do it. They're just, they, they've got that guerrilla marketing where they just come in out of nowhere. It's just, you know, it's just like, hey, we're going to have. know how to generate thing. conversation. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. You know, it, it doesn't take much. And, you know, and that's awesome. That's that's marketing. That's what you should, should be doing. But, you know, the problem is it's been so unclear with everything else. You know, it, it's not, you get to a certain point where you can only, you know, you can't. You can only bide your time for so much before people are going to be like, "Listen, we got to see something." There is a breaking point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't know when that's going to be. I understand. You know, with the pushing back of the show and everything like that this week, totally get that. Um, and but you know, you know, maybe come out and just say, "Okay, we're going to do it here in a couple of weeks." And but there's always that breaking point, right? And there, it, it's always going to be. Yeah. And Sony's pushing it. They're <laughs> they told a lot. <laughs> They're walking that line, yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know, right where that you know that hubris gets to a point where it's just like, you know, you know, we can do whatever we want. Eventually, it's not going to happen. You know, eventually, you're going to have to be like, maybe put up or shut up. And, yeah. You know, and and I want to see some games. I want to see you know all this other. You know, I want to see something that's just not you know this is what the tech is that's running it because that doesn't matter to me. You know, mystery, I, Cer <laughs> mystery Cerny theater. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need to see that garbage. I, I need to see <laughs> tangible stuff that I can get my hands on that I can, you know, actually, you know, go. Hell yeah! Look at that. And I'm excited for that. So far, I've got none of that. Do I think it's going to release? Absolutely, because you know that would be, I think, the, the tipping point. If, if you come out in, in say November, the Series X releases, and you know, PlayStation is kind of sitting there and it's like, eh, you know, we'll wait till you know, three or four more months. And no, that's not going to work. I don't think it's going to, you know, kill them by any means, but I think it's going to, you know, definitely put them behind, you know, come into the next gen. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think, even if there's shortages, I think no matter right. what, they have a product out this fall, right? Yeah. Um, this holiday, I think, so. I think they have to. I also think, um, you know, you're right. They are walking the line. And I think everyone, look, we're talking about it right now, right? Everyone <laughs> wants to see something um from them and i think when they do show it you know we were supposed to see it two days ago like we've all said um i think they're going to come pretty big they said that show was going to be an hour long focused on games um to do an hour long show focused on games that's almost like an e3 conference i mean that's a that's a long show um because we know sony doesn't do it like inside xbox where there's interviews and devs and all these other things when they usually do a game show they do mostly it's mostly game footage the whole time so uh, it's going to be interesting. The one thing I do find funny is we're talking through this, though. We were, we're And we're going to get to a whole bunch of the shows that were postponed this week because of everything going on. But every other show that's been postponed, they gave a new date right away. 
he said, you know, this is postponed from the 6th to the 13th or the 15th. To, you know, even Cyberpunk, they went from next week to the 25th, I think it is, off the top of my head. Sony's the only one. They're just like, yeah, we're going to do this later. No date. None of this is live as well. I guarantee it's pre-recorded. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be highly filtered to oh. show exactly what they want to show. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you no do it, man. Yeah. yeah, it's true because that's what – and I guarantee they're going to show things that are um, – very similar to what we saw with the 2016 God of War unveiling, um, what we saw with the Ghost of Tsushima unveiling. They're just very good at uh, showing angles and video and cuts of games that really get people excited, um, despite it not necessarily being fully indicative uh, of what you know is going to happen when it releases. Um, not that God of War did not deliver on all fronts, because it did. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just good at it. So Vogel, what's up, man? Good to see you in chat. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if you could show a power socket and people would just go nuts on Twitter. We're just going to show you the power socket. Here we are. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, and next week you can buy a scratch and sniff card. Smell your <laughs> You can smell what the fan smells like when it's running. Yeah. Oh, man. You, can smell that. you can smell that two gig GPU <laughs> scratch and sniff. We can give you an audio clip that's just blank sound and then they're going to be like, this is what it sounds like running. See, it's nice and quiet. Yeah, it's become well as it as it is right now, right? It's becoming almost a running joke at this point. But I think I think they're just powerful enough. They have the fan base. Um, they have the global. We talked about it, right? The global infrastructure and the uh, fan base that when they come out and they do this show and it probably delivers right and you know we're making assumptions here but let's say it does deliver on everything we're talking about all of this previous conversation will be forgotten it won't matter yeah nope so uh elu said a new ratchet game would be fun damn right i would love to see a new ratchet and clank game i love that series they're fun games all right so let's stay on PlayStation 5 and, and Xbox Series X as well. And let's talk about, um, you know, one of the big things I want to talk with everyone about, and we can include the chat uh, in this as well. So go ahead and type out your responses. But we know some of, we know a handful of things that we're going to see this fall uh, in launch lineup. Again, assuming PlayStation 5 uh, launches as planned uh, with things like Godfall. We know Godfall is an ARPG, uh, supposedly has loot and build mechanics and things of that nature. So I'm really interested to see more there. Um and we know Halo Infinite is uh, almost definitely launching as well. So, but that's about it. You know, uh, I can probably tell you that Forza Motorsport is going to launch, whether or not it's called Forza Motorsport 8 or whatever, uh, we'll see. But this week we also saw the latest rumor. Um, a couple weeks ago we ran with some information that we found around Bloodborne coming to PC. And just yesterday um, from some sources it came out that uh, Bloodborne is indeed coming to PC, but it's coming as a remaster that Blue Point Games is helping on, and it's going to be coming to PS5 as well. So uh, Bloodborne is one of those really, really beloved games. For many people, it's the number one from game. For me, it's definitely up there. And um, it would be really interesting to see that come out, you know, early in the PlayStation 5's launch window as well. So I just want to talk to you guys around, you know, if you had your way, uh, what and realistically, you know, not just pie in the sky, but if you had your way, what would you really like to see Sony come out and show for the PlayStation 5 launch and uh, Xbox for the Series X launch this holiday? You're talking both of them or just? Yeah, both. Okay. Well, we okay. can start with one. Start with PlayStation 5. Okay. So, I mean, HCD2, I mean, for sure. 
I need my horizon. I need my yeah. AOA. So I think, but do you think that would actually launch in launch window? Do you think you, that game okay, is ready? You think on a launch window. Okay. So yeah, I yeah. mean, if, like for me, um, I'd like to see, I mean, you're, if you're going to get racers on both games, you know, I mean, they've probably been working on these for a while. Um, that's fine. I'm always, I'm more of a dabbler into the racing genre than anything else. <laughs> You know, like I, I get about halfway through, and I'm just like, yeah, it's good. Well, these are both motorsport titles too, right? right They're yeah. not the uh, Horizon. Yeah, you know, the Armored Core series is interesting because I don't typically play like you know Bloodborne or uh, Dark Souls or anything like that because I suck at those games. <laughs> but Armored Core was my jam back in the day. That's got a big audience. I love that game. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, it's it's hard to say because they've been so quiet. I mean, you know, like you said, we were going to get Forza. Um, I'd love to see uh, a Fable game on launch. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, maybe. It's just, you know, with, if, if it were not, you know, with the world and the state it is today, maybe we'd see a little bit more, you know. But the, the software side, I'm kind of I'm a little bit worried about, only because, you know, if everybody's working from home, it probably takes a lot more you know, time to kind of get these things right. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'd say I'm about done with remasters and remakes, but that's not true because I buy them all, they come out. <laughs> um, Nintendo's got plenty coming for you, don't worry. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about them. But um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, it's so hard to predict, you know, when, when Sony's been so quiet on everything, you know, like really, like, tight-lipped. You know, maybe that's their, their game plan. I don't know. Um, but it's I, I, all these games that you know we have on they're they're aside from like an assassin's creed game or third party games they're just not yep. going to be you know uh, ideally i mean if they come out and say okay horizon zero dawn 2 is going to come out on launch unbelievable i mean yeah i, I think mean, we would all well i know yeah. all three of us would be pumped but i know yeah. millions would super right. pumped and i would you know completely shit myself but that's just you know that's a normal <laughs> day-to-day thing anyway so <laughs> it's, it's so like with sony it's so hard to predict with, with the xbox it's a little bit more you know and we know a lot of these you know a lot of the games that they showed at, at their event you know some of those will probably be ready um but we're still getting games from now until then too you know with grounded and, and all these other games coming out and battle yeah. code you know like it or not um so I think they're being tight-lipped for a reason, maybe because it is causing some issues with the development cycle, maybe. But, and that's for both, for both of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, they both said that. Yeah. It may maybe impact, that, you know, some that, cycles. Right, and maybe that's why they're they're kind of pushing it as far as they possibly can, you know, with all these, you know, with the July event for Xbox, with the, whenever they decide to, you know, throw it up there. I, I man. Yeah, I mean, really, Horizon Zero Dawn. If they were to show, you know, some other footage, some you know, of games that are coming, but for launch, I think it's going to be pretty, you know, slim pickings. Aside mm-hmm. from maybe some, you know, Double A Studio games or or some third party games or some some smaller indies, you know, and yeah, they'll run with those. You know, both of them will. And <laughs> you know, but what but people really want are those AAA. Bangers, yeah, right? well, people really want Horizon Zero Dawn too. We pretty much hear that from everyone, right. including yeah. ourselves. I just um, don't, Kirk, I don't know, man. 
Persian, <laughs> Persian said, maybe we'll get Killzone 2 that finally matches the 2013 trailer graphics. <laughs> that's like one of the, that's one of the trailers that'll go down in, in history for gaming. It's just like, yeah. Here's, here's a multi-million dollar CGI, and here's your PlayStation 3. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and it's not just now. Sony's always been that marketing machine. You remember when PlayStation 2 was, there was the rumor that Saddam Hussein was using it to power, like, you know what I mean? Like, to power his army, and, you know, PlayStation 3 will do things, you know, uh, you know no supercomputer in the world can do, and they've just always oh. been like that. <laughs> so, some colleges use the PlayStation 3 as supercomputers. If you look that up, it was a cheap way of doing it, but, uh, but for me, for me, launching these two, these two, um, Microsoft and Sony, uh, Sony have got the, the, the harder task, I think. I think they're in real danger of having a bit of AAA fatigue. Do mm. I think because it, it's almost it, they've set a precedence that it's, it's expected from Sony these days now, and anything less, you know, everybody picks up on it. Metacritic, Metacritic just called fire, you know. Yeah, that happened with Days Gone. Exactly, mm -hmm. a good game in any other circumstances, but just you know, it, it was released and it had some issues, and everyone picked up on that because yep. it just wasn't at standard for the usual Sony. But yep. what, what, what I tell you, well, I might start here first. What I don't want from Sony is the same old IP, a new version. I think we're going to get. I'm going to set this up in, in my article. I think. We're going to get a, a new continuation of some of the stories. You're going to get an Uncharted with some description. We're definitely going to get a Horizon because that's the first one and it's become a really successful IP. Brilliant. Yeah. And you know it, that that's not it's not going to suffer so much fatigue. But if you start going down with a new Uncharted, I don't really want to see that. I might don't at me, but I, I don't really <laughs> want to see Uncharted. I, I want something new from Naughty Dog. I want them to, to turn away from The Last of Us. And Uncharted, and show us something new that we've not seen before. And especially how talented they are, too. Yeah, turn their attention to something completely different, and, and make a go of it. And you know, it, and be risky about it. Try something completely new because they're they are a talented studio. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just release, you know, Uncharted Five or whatever. But, but <laughs> you know, unlimited money, spare no expense. But well, yeah, that, especially after Last of Us Two. I mean. Pre-order numbers are through the roof, and there's merchandise all over the place, including, you know, right behind my head. So it's everywhere already. Exactly. But the, the exciting thing is Microsoft are in a position to where they, they've got oh, they've got the Forza, you know. Halo, please, God, Halo be great. Halo, <laughs> Halo Infinite, for me, is, is the reason to buy that console so far. It's going to be for many. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but that, then that's a given. You know, but and, and Forza, yeah, I'm a GT guy again. Don't have me. Yeah, I know. Apologies. It's all <laughs> right. But um, but you know, Microsoft have got a, a big stable now, and I don't. I think Microsoft are going to be a slow burner. It's not going to be all up front. They're going to rely on a lot of third yeah. party, fill that void up front. Yep. And, and and you know, you can be forgiven for that because they've demonstrated <laughs> they've invested in all these studios, which is great. So Microsoft's going to be the slow burner, and I think we're going to get a lot of new IP from Microsoft, and that really floats my boat. No, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Sony, are in real danger of, of having AAA fatigue. You know, a, a new Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man's great. Don't get me wrong, but a new Spider-Man. <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan's like, wait, what happened? Wait a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> need that. That's not, That's not a launch game. That'll probably be another year or two down the road. So. Yeah, if it's two years down the line, brilliant. I would have forgot about the other one because I've only just downloaded it from PlayStation now. Got a couple of weeks ago and started playing through it. So I'm, I'm only new to that. But but yeah, if anyone's played it from the beginning, yeah, from when it first came out, I can see, yeah, two years' time, you'll have forgot about yeah. it. You yeah. want to finish my second playthrough two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I never finished my first. I let uh, it go. Yeah. But. Uh, Leonidas, what's up, man? Good to see you. Um, he's talking about the new Street Fighter, too. Yeah, I mean, Street Fighter 4 has been around for years now. They keep updating it, but it feels like we, we need a new entry there. That'll probably be a, be a <laughs> the exclusive, oh, too, won't it? Wasn't, camera. Wasn't the last uh, one? Well, Street Fighter 4 was, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. You know, I, I still play Street Fighter 2 with, the, with my two girls, and I've never let them win a round once. once. <laughs> 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 Oh man! That's how it's got to be done. You can't just let them win. They have to earn that win. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's funny you mentioned the IP fatigue because you know what's probably going to compound that is you've got Last of Us Two here in a couple weeks. You've got Ghost of Tsushima next month, and assuming that Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a very good game, which I'm, you know, it looks looks to be quite good. Um, that's going to set that bar even higher, right? That's going to set the expectation even higher that any first-party stuff on PS5 better deliver. And as you said, the moment it doesn't, it gets uh, really kind of picked on and highlighted. So we'll see. And that's, um, you know what? That, well, that's, that's a really kind of unfair, you know. Yeah, never, never said it was fair. Mindset, you know. Um, but it is, I mean, that's just Twitter, I guess, you know, because you can't even, you know, I can go back and say, okay, this is, the one game, you know, like God of War, you know, it, you, you're just not going to hit that level every single time, no. you know, hardly any times. Yeah. I mean, barely, you know, and, and <laughs> so being known for that, I mean, like Carl says, you know, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's like a double edged sword because, you know, you're going to get games like day is gone or, uh, you know, even, even like smaller games, they're just, then you see stupid pictures of like, you know, a bundled up, pictures of like Metacritic scores and then they just keep posting it at each other for some reason, you know, know. it's just like, well, oh, the, the good, the good news is those conversations don't really matter because days gone sold extremely well. Um, a lot of people really enjoy it. I think it's yeah. a good game. I didn't love it, but I, it definitely wasn't a bad game. Oh, no. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that stuff does impact. I mean, we see how Spider-Man and God of War sold and horizon for that matter. Mm -hmm. Horizons past 10 million. Um, oh. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah, so Matt said, and I think Elu agrees, uh, you know, he wants Sony. I've heard this a lot, too, is that Sony will premiere games that are years out. You know, they'll show like a trailer and a tease for something that's years out. And it gets people excited. But uh, I think a lot of people, like these guys said, want to see stuff that they're going to be playing soon. You know, like within the next year, right? Yeah. Um, it's cool to see future things. But at the same time, I want to know, you know, when things are coming that I'm actually going to get my hands on. Yeah. I'll tell you what we are going to see. We're going to see The Last of Us 3 2027. <laughs> At what yeah, point is it going to actually be The Last of Us? Or, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, The Last Console. Do we get a prequel called The Beginning of Us? <laughs> <laughs> the First of Us? First of Us. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, I've said it many times. If uh, you look across Sony first party studios, 
And there is a rumor that Sony Japan Studio has a big game planned. Um, that's about one of the only major first-party studios that would be on a timeline to deliver, I think, something in launch window. But I think Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is probably comes next year, I would say. It would not surprise me to see that be a, uh, a fall game of next year for PlayStation 5. But I still think God of War 2 and uh, Spider-Man 2 are a couple years out yet. Um, because, you know, they're going to want to push boundaries. You can't come out with a God of War 2 that just is good. You know, they're going to have to take time, push boundaries, push the PS5 to its limit, let the uh, software mature a little bit. Um, it's going to take some time. The The more worrying thing for me is Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, all hands on deck for Last of Us 2 to get that game out the door. Um, and that's coming out now. How long is it till they deliver, especially if you do new IP, how long is it till they deliver another AAA game? That's going to be years. I did hear I did hear they've got another AAA in the works, a sci-fi. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure. If somebody Googles okay. the chat now, I'm sure Naughty Dog got a sci-fi sort of uh, IP in the works. Pretty hmm. sure. Now, off the top of my head, I'm not recalling it, but I hope so. That sounds cool. I love sci-fi. So let's talk about Series X. So we know a little more, as you guys said. Uh, we know Halo's the big you know, tentpole title, goes without saying. Uh, all three of us hugely excited for that. Thank you, Dan. Um, I think uh, <laughs> uh, I think we definitely see Forza Motorsport 8. Um, it's been in development for three years. There's a reason they skipped last year. And I think that um, I think they're going to really push boundaries with that one. It'll be a showcase title, 120 frames per second if you want to play it that way. Uh, I think they're going to really mix some things up with that title because Forza Motorsport has needed a refresh. Not that 5, 6, and 7 weren't good games. They were all good in their own right. Um, but it needs a refresh as to, you know, uh, just what the experience is for the player. Um, and I think some of the online racing community. We've seen games like uh, The Ascent, which looks really cool, Cyberpunk ARPG. We've seen games like The Medium, which I think looks, you know, I'm super, super pumped for. Um so we've seen a lot of third-party stuff. They've been very clear, to your point, Carl, that uh, a lot, a lot of first-party studio games are in the works, and I think we'll see at least another one or two, maybe not AAA, right, but at least another one or two first-party games at launch, um, along with uh, some other third-party deals, because even Phil Spencer said there's third-party deals they have for exclusive games that uh, they haven't announced yet. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's where Microsoft are going to excel. They've got that. We've got it in the back end, haven't they? They've got the, uh, the slow burner, whereas Sony have to continue on. Microsoft have got room to, to come up with new IP, which mm -hmm. is great. Which yeah. Is really, yeah. But I, I want to see a new Fable. Um, I know my, my oldest daughter does. Yeah. I want to see it, but I, without Peter Molyneux. <laughs> right. It's, it's like without it's promises. like a, a new Bioshock without. Ken Levine or Levine or whatever his name is, you know, it's like, how good is it going to be? We saw what two was. It was all right. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Bioshock. Infinite. I always support Bioshock too. I will not yeah. hear any bad talk I mean, about it's Bioshock too. Bad game. It's just, you know, not as good. No, it's it's not. It, I mean, it's like anything else. What? How do you follow up Bioshock One? With I mean, Infinite. Yeah, but Infinite's not as good as One either. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think. For me, Bioshock only consists of one title for me, the first one. Thank you kindly. That's the only one. <laughs> but uh, so, so outside of those games, guys, thinking of Xbox IPs, 
you know, we've obviously talked about Banjo, we've talked about Perfect Dark, we've talked about all these things. Are there any uh, anything else you guys want to see at launch from Xbox or that you would like to see? Man, I can't even think of, like, I want I want new stuff, you know, that's that's really what I want. I want something that I'm, I haven't seen coming, that I have no idea about, you know, that, that it's going to say, I got to play that game. You know, this is why I'm buying, you know, the Series X. Yeah. Because for me, I mean, I, I know we get into the Halo thing, and I, I still like the series, you know. I mean, I've I played through all of them. It's just a matter of, you know, I, I'm not a big multiplayer guy. Um, and well, the great thing is Game Pass, and so you can just play it anyway. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and, and all these games that, you know, if we if we talk about first party are going to be on Game Pass. So, yeah. you know, whatever it is, I'm going to try it out, you know, regardless of, you know, if it's a, a Minecraft Dungeons or Halo or Forza. I mean, that that's that's probably the most, you know, thing I'm most excited for going forward is the, the ability to basically try all these games out without having to drop, you know, $60 plus a piece, you know, to, to play them, you know, huge. Give me some double A's to fill a gap as well. You know, yeah. all, all these triple A bangers are great, but do you know what? I, I think the double A is going to come into its own because you can't do multi-million drops. No. No. A big baby all the time. Yeah, the community's got to accept that. Not, well, and, and and development yeah. just takes too long and too expensive. Like you said, I mean, you can't. There's only so much that can be done. Yep. I love Double A games, man. They're some of my favorite games. You know, we talk about. I don't even know if it's Double A, but we talk about a game like Blair Witch um, from Bloober that's doing Medium, and that's you know it had bugs and it it reviewed relatively well. I love that game. It was a great experience. Like eight hours, you know, eight ten hour game, that's enjoyable. Those are great games. Yep. There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. And then indies, you know, we've got things like Cuphead's expansion. People keep forgetting that that's supposedly coming this year. Um, you know, and even though that is, uh, you know, a studio of twelve people, that's going to be one of my favorite things of the year when it releases. Or Psychonauts two could be considered, you know, a double A game, right? Yeah. Wastelander um, three, I think it's coming out this year. And... Which one? Isn't Wastelanders coming out this year? Three Wastelanders, Wait, Wasteland. Wasteland. Not Wasteland. Uh, it's not Fallout seventy six. Uh, yeah, Wasteland three comes out in August. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I'm getting confused. Yep. Okay, yep. So I think you know, <laughs> and and as they said, oh man, my neck. Um, as they've said, uh, you know, I think a lot of those experiences will be better on Series X too because we're already going to have the AAA games. We look at Halo Infinite, you look at uh, Valhalla, right? Assassin's Creed will be there at launch. You look at Cyberpunk, which comes out in September and is going to be upgraded. Um, I just hope that upgrade comes at launch. I mean, a lot of that stuff could just be incredible. Yeah, I'm hyped for Cyberpunk. I want that. Uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just not not into the. Uh, you don't want to be a Viking raiding the English countryside. No, I'm too patriotic for that. You know, you know, I'm not for my own people. No. <laughs> It's gonna be interesting to see how they, uh, yeah, present that story. It'd be funny. Uh, Leon Ash just said, "Iron Fury was a lot of fun." Funny enough, I was honestly looking at buying that earlier this week because it looks to be right up my alley. It's like a two D shooter, almost looks metal sluggish. If I'm thinking of the right game, um, you can let me know in chat. But what's up, George? Good to see you. All right. So, what do you guys think about this uh, Bloodborne rumor? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. We I just mentioned it a few minutes ago, but from software working with Blue Point Games and another studio on remastering Bloodborne um, coming to PC and PlayStation 5. I know, Dan, not a big From Software guy, 
But this, uh, you know, sold millions of copies. Beloved title. Some people have it in their favorite games of all time list. Um, what do you think about that? That's good. It's good. <laughs> you know what? You put it on a PC or you launch it for the PS5 or whatever it is or whatever they're doing with it. You know, I mean, putting it in the hands of more people is always good. That's, that's you know, even, you know, contrary to what people think. Yeah. Not bad. Um, and you're right. Like so many people talk about this game as one of their favorite PlayStation exclusives. I've played it. I suck. Um, barely got past the, uh, the uh, was it the graveyard in the beginning? Because I couldn't figure out where the heck to go. And uh, Yeah, I don't even think you made it to the first technical boss, right? I think I bought some kind of werewolf thing. I don't know what it no, was. No, see, that, I think you said you were fighting the werewolf. And I'm like, yeah, this is the first boss. I'm like, that's not the boss. That's the intro. Yeah, that, yeah I think I, I got past that. <laughs> to some giant city looking thing and then i went down some stairs and then my five guys killed me yeah they took yarnum yarnum is the name of the city whatever they yeah. killed me yeah i died a lot <laughs> and then i played uh something else <laughs> <laughs> you play from software games carl i can't remember yeah yeah well well my 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 wife does uh, she she's played, <laughs> she's played through a football Wait. yeah she's uh so it's on the pro in, in the living room okay but if she if she ever plays anything like that, she's played uh, some of the Dark Souls stuff. You can't speak to her. No, you gotta focus, man. Just in a constant rage. <laughs> so if there's ever ever a game session like that, be after it, I've got to take her a meal. Otherwise, she goes. She's just berserk, just to calm her down. But yeah, but I've, 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 I haven't played it myself. It is on the pro in the living room. I won't play it because I get so angry at games that you die all the time. Can't do it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am a walking stroke. <laughs> I, would, I would literally just keel over, so I won't do that. But I have seen it. I think it was on Digital Foundry a couple of weeks ago. They, they modded the old one to make it run at 60 frames a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a lower resolution. But yeah, you're going to see some of these remasters coming to ps5 and pc and i don't know if i like it you know i don't know if it's i don't think it's consumer friendly it just smells it's just more cash to me but mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're gonna see it we're, we're gonna see stuff like that but yeah and it's the future people saying sony's games don't put them on pc i'm saying put them on pc let people experience them so what <laughs> it's the future yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ecosystem. We we've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum. So, yeah, interesting. I, I Bloodborne. If you go back and play it now, it's incredible game still. But it is. It, it launched in 2015 before the Pro was even a thing. It has no no upgrade, no enhancement for the Pro. So, I mean, it was just left alone. And um, it's such a great game. I would like to see. Assuming it's not just like an upres. To your point, not a cash grab upres, right? If they actually. Mm -hmm. Like more like a remake where they really put some time into it. I think that could be cool. But anyway, moving on. So let's talk about Sega. Sega's 60th anniversary this week. Um, and man, did they drop some bombshells. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But before we get to uh, kind of the uh, the awesome stuff that they're launching, let's talk about uh, Sega's 60th anniversary. I think thought it would be fun to just let everyone kind of talk about uh, memories of Sega. Obviously, you know, Master System. We're not going to talk about, I realize we got Carl on the show, so there's going to be mega drive talk. I don't even know what that is, but we'll talk about the Genesis and, uh, you know, Saturn and, and Dreamcast, of course. So 
give me your favorite memory, guys. I don't care who goes first. Give me your favorite memory, something Sega-related or launch or a game you played or time with friends, something of that nature. Oof. And if you don't have one off the top of the head, I can go, but I figured I'd, you know. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Zone 2 Master System. Fantastic game. I still have my copy. What about game was it? Fantasy, Fantasy Zone 2. Fantasy Zone 2. Hmm. Never played it? No. Oh, it's a little Fantasy. 2D um, shooter, and you could, like, get these cool upgrades, and it was chaotic, and uh, it's just an awesome oh, game. Nice. I'll, I'll, so, probably, I'll go with the other Fantasy. Fantasy Star 2 was probably, that was like my first real RPG. Okay. And I, I still remember everything about it to this day. It was so good when I played it. Yeah. On, it was a Genesis. Yeah. I actually had it for the Xbox. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the Genesis cool. Classics too. Yeah. It's it's so good. So good. Yeah. 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 You had to kill Mother Brain. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, Persian Knight calls out the original Fantasy Star, which, yeah, is one of my all-time classics. I still have my copy I got Christmas when I was 10 years old, sitting on the shelf right back there. Yeah. Um, one of my all-time favorites. And uh, someone, Leonidas, cut out Shinobi. Shinobi, huge franchise. Could you imagine if Sega brought back a, a AAA Shinobi game, like in, uh, you know, in Samurai style? Bring it on, man. Yeah. Samurai, Shinobi style, maybe. Uh, Black Belt on the Master System and Alex Kid Games, of course, Elu calls out. Yep, classic. But uh, I've said it before, but I don't know if, if everyone's heard this. I'll just be quick. But still my favorite memory of Sega. Well, I got the Sega Master System, and I was the only Sega kid out of all the NES kids, you know, in school. And NES just blew the Master System away in sales here in the U.S. or pretty much everywhere. But um, Genesis came out um, uh, Christmas of 89. My mom had bought a Genesis for me uh, along with Ghouls and Ghosts. It came with Altered Beast, of course. And uh, she hid it in the closet, which I found. And uh, she used to work a lot. And uh, yeah, me and my friends kind of pulled it out, would hook it up, we'd play it, play Altered Beast, play Ghouls and Ghosts, and then package it all back up and put it back in the closet before she came home from work. And we did that for a couple weeks before Christmas. So by the time Christmas came around, I opened it up. I'd already beaten Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, already beaten Altered Beast with friends, and uh, you know had to act surprised. But still, one of my favorite memories was actually opening it up and realizing, hey, I don't have to put this back again. I can just leave it out now. <laughs> oh, class. I, just, I did the same with the Super Nintendo back in the day. Finding it, got it out. I didn't put it back, though. I just continued to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you expect me to put this back, right? Super Nintendo. Yeah, I'm not doing that now. Go find me something else. <laughs> 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 and Elu, no, that that's the funniest part, Elu. I still to this day, I'm 42 years old, or about to be 42 years old. I uh, still haven't told my mom. She still does not know. So uh, one of these Christmases, I'm going to tell her uh, just for a laugh. But yeah, I should probably do that at some point. <laughs> so Sega came out this week. There was a rumor that they were going to have a huge announcement. Um, I don't think anyone thinks these are huge announcements. Carl has uh, uh, some a viewpoint on the fall gaming thing, which we'll get to, but first let's touch on the awesome Game Gear Micro. So this might be one of the most confusing products, launches I've ever seen in gaming. Um, you know, I don't know if it's up there with the Virtual Boy, but so they're releasing a Game Gear Micro, which is really micro, it's like keychain size, um, in four colors. Each of them has four games on it uh, that are separated and for $45. So if you want to play all 
what, 16 games. You have to buy all four of them. And it's even coming with a peripheral that's a magnifying glass that you put on top of it so that you can make the screen bigger, um, which I think, if you remember, they did with the original Game Boy a very long time ago. Um, <clears throat> so this is kind of crazy. I, I don't understand the the why you would even do this. I, I don't understand who this is for, who is asking for this, why you would buy this. Someone in chat, or you guys tell me, am I missing something? This looks completely bizarre to me. I think this is a, more of a cultural thing, right? It's got to be because it, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we get something like that here. We just laugh at it. But, you know, in Japan, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about it, but I would think that they, you know, they're a lot more, you know, they've got all the arcades. They've got, you know, they're, they're you know, it's Sega, number one, you know. So it, to me, it's probably a cultural thing, um, which is why I think that guy hyped it up as much as it was, I, you know. The rumors obviously were flying, which were awesome, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and this might, you know, be a huge hit over there. I have no idea. I'm not going to, you know, pretend I know anything. That's about true. It. You know, but yeah, over here, we're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems kind of odd because the Switch, well, we know how big mobile gaming is, for us, especially in those markets, right? I mean, it right. dominates the scene. And then the Switch is a runaway success in those markets as well. So I don't know where a Game Gear Micro fits into that equation. It, it, just, it doesn't make any sense at all. I think even even in Japan, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you've got this, <laughs> the game stuck to a device, no other games on it, and you can buy it in different colors, and different colors have different games. If, 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 if I was at Sega, I'd walk straight in and say, you're the marketing team. Get your folks and yeah. get out. Get out. <laughs> In fact, in fact, you know, give me give me the last month's pay. Somebody's just somebody's made a proper faux pas there. I mean, in 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 Japan, you're telling me they're not going to look at. Well, I've got a Switch where I can have more games on my Switch, and I can buy games. Oh, and I can go on Wi-Fi and I can download games. But then I've got something that my thumb is bigger than. Oh, and I can get a magnifying glass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What the hell are they thinking? I don't know. I don't know if they did it as almost a test to say, how small can we make this thing? You know, how small of a screen, how small can we make it where it still technically works? And then people will buy it as a nostalgia thing. And, and let's not forget, the Game Gear was not even a beloved system to begin with. This no. is, you know, this is not like something that sold 100 million units and people are going to just run out and be like, oh, this is kind of funny you know it's reminiscent of me growing up the game gear didn't even sell that well to begin with yeah they must, they must have thought we haven't had a hardware failure for a while since the dreamcast let's have another one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't get it i don't get it all right let's talk about the what was considered to be the big announcement and this is uh you know this is uh, the fall gamer is going to explain all the technical details for us here on this one yeah but uh sega is coming out with some technology that will essentially allow at the very highest level allow people to play their arcade games from their home so basically connect to uh the game itself be able to play and and from what i read the fighting game culture is very very big over in japan um and so they'll allow you to connect and play games from home with very, very low latency. And so uh, that's about the extent of this, because again, I didn't think this was a big announcement. Um, I think the idea, of course, is very cool. It's very kind of forward thinking and where the industry is headed in many ways. 
But um, I don't know how big this is from a global perspective, whether or not it'll be big in Japan or some of the Asian markets. We'll see. But uh, Carl, I'll let you take this one first because, you know, I know you said that, you know, you, you think this is kind of a cool idea and, um, you know, there's some some neat things here to discuss. So hit it up. Yeah, I, I think I think Seager are looking for some ways to capitalize on the fact that people have now got really good in internet connections around the world. I mean, I don't know what you guys have got. But my, my fixed internet here is not that great, to be honest. It's about 40 meg download. But my 4G and 5G, 5G is around about 200 meg. Uh, and the 4G is around about 90. Yeah. So we're, I think Dan too, we're both on gigabit. Yeah. So yeah, it's most of the main regions here you can get really fast. Exactly. And then really low latency as well because you're really close to the service. So the, the, Seager are going to capitalize on that. But what I think where this sets a precedence is that Seager are essentially a software house now. That's all they do. They're, you know, they're, they're, they've got a small footprint in the arcade, probably bigger in Japan smaller throughout the, throughout the world and they're trying to be, bring the arcade into your living room on the yeah. phone you know and, and when people say cloud people think that it's all different when they say fog you know it's all technical it isn't basically all mist 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 <laughs> is a computer somewhere else that you're accessing that's yeah all it is. You're just accessing your computer over an internet connection. It's just yep. that the computer's down the road. That is all it is, you know? And if you've got a joypad and if you've got you know, a PC, laptop, whichever that you're gonna play this on, you just, you're tapping into that resource that's further on down the road. Yep. And then, but if, if Sega can do that, well, what, what's the stop in the likes of, I don't know, some of, the, uh, some of the other third parties, Epic for instance, Epic going, okay, wait a minute. Now we've got we're a real, real technical resource here. Why don't we go buy some Azure of Microsoft? Let's put some of our software on it and deliver our games directly to the end user instead of going through the Xbox, instead of going through the PS5. Let's go straight to the consumer, cut out the middleman, and let's get some of that cheddar. You know? Yeah. That's that's a a a, a win-win commercially for them. What? It's not, it's, it's, there's little resource to set up, except from you've got to rent something from Amazon, you've got to rent some compute power from Amazon, or, or better still, you go and rent some compute power from Azure, because that's what it's been starting to be designed for, that yeah. sort of access. And, and then, you know, you then put your software on your uh, Unreal Engine 5, uh, in that, you know, and if you want to roll out updates, you just roll out one go, it's one instance for everyone, and you just... Yeah create a you know a portal where you, you, you pay a monthly subscription or better still you pay by time a bit like an arcade there's, there's loads of different business models sure you know? sure sure well I, I think it's a big deal if, if it's successful i can guarantee you're going to see some of these smaller software houses go direct to market instead of going through to uh, game pass or, or play or ps now they'll go straight to the end consumer yeah it's really interesting and you make a good point in a lot of these conversations, and I said this about, you know, we were talking this week about um, Game Pass, and we'll get to it, right, on TVs or Game Passes on, on other devices, you know, with xCloud being the inhibitor or the enabler there, uh, not the inhibitor. Um, it's not as complicated as people make it out to be. Uh, it's really not that hard to understand uh, if people would just take a few minutes and just think about the way that you're actually connecting. Uh, and it's funny to me that people struggle so much with it when, they're sitting here watching this show or they're, you know, they're sitting there watching Netflix or, you know, all these other ways that we connect to one another today. 
Um, it's very, very similar in concept anyway. Uh, Elu, who is in chat and one of our contributors this season, I completely forgot he lived in Japan um, for a few years. So he said that uh, arcades are huge over there. Lots of fighting games, lots of rhythm-based games like Dan Dance Revolution and a very, very big arcade scene still there. So um, very similar to your experience with Japan, Dan, uh, in Yakuza, I believe. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) The limit of my uh, experience over there. This whole thing is, I mean, I understand how it works, I guess, but... um, The concept, right? Yeah, and so you would be playing basically on your phones or your TVs or, I mean, you still have kind of peripheral, right? To yeah, play yeah. Whatever, you, whatever you connect to that internet connection to Carl's point. So they right. could set it up to where you have a Bluetooth controller on PC or TV or whatever. Is hey. it, I mean, I don't know much about fighting games. So I mean, it's a latency, you know, say that's, that's what it's key. for. Absolutely yeah. key. Right, so right. Now, is it that big of a difference, say playing on a PS5 or Xbox versus playing on, say, your phone with a controller, you know, is it, why not just connect normally like you would do? I mean, I mean, I, I understand, like, I, I just, from a latency standpoint, I don't know if, if that's going to make a big difference. I, I just don't know. Maybe you can answer that, Carl. Local is king, no doubt. Local being meaning the console in your front living room, in your living room, you know, you know, underneath the TV, that's still king because mm-hmm. it's there. That, that processing, that compute power is literally in your house. So you've reduced all that latency. Whereas if the, the computer's somewhere, you know, at the edge, you're talking probably within a 50 mile radius. So there's, there's a server somewhere or a, a data center somewhere within 50 miles that there's an instance of that. Uh, of that game running for you on a bit of hardware in in you know 50 miles away from you or 50 kilometers or whatever you want to say, um, and so but this but that the data's got to travel to and from so there's a bit of lag, a bit of, a bit of delay, but there's things that you can get used to get around that you can have predictive input. So and then that says that if you're in a fighting game, you're you're in a certain position, the, the, there'll be a, a, a subroutine in the background or something going in the background saying these are the potential moves that could be made. So let's cash them actions. Crazy. <laughs> cash them moves so we can instantly, we don't have to send it to render. It's already there. Boom, done. So there's local, there's the predictive input you can put in there as well, especially around fighting games. That's probably key. Uh, there's all the other little tricks that you can do. Instead of connecting uh, your controller to your the laptop or your PC, and then connect it out to the internet, you connect the, 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 the controller directly to your Wi-Fi. So you it's like Stadia does. Yeah. So exactly what you are. What, what's the other one? Is it Stadia? What Stadia? Stadia. <laughs> yeah. Some experiment I, I, they're doing. I don't know. Yeah. So some irrelevant console somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, so it's basically like that, but like on a smaller, more localized scale is what you're saying. Like, you yeah. Know, Microsoft is spending millions putting loads of Azure servers or, or data centers, put Azure hardware. Right. into local data centers near big populations. So, because then when they want to go, okay, so X Cloud, you know, well, why, why their marketing team needs to be shot as well, Microsoft. But they, 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 they've said here, oh, okay, so let's, let's, uh, let's we've, we've sort of saturated the, the big population areas with a load of Azure tech and a load of Xbox yeah. in, in service, flip the switch. Now, you know, you can have it on your TV. 
you know, something that Sony has been doing for two, two, two years or more uh, on the Sony, uh, the, the on the on the, TV, the Sony TVs, but they haven't really pushed it because I think they like to sell hardware than than, than selling a service. Secondary that, to them, yeah. That's a down, that's, that's their downfall, I think. Um, but you know, it's the future. It's like garlic bread, you know. <laughs> we're not going to get onto that, but, but yeah, it is. It's uh, it's it, it, we're going to see a lot more of this. I think I, I I've said this to you, Ains. I think I honestly think this is the last generation where you're going to have a big load of CPU GPU in your living room. I don't think we're going to get that next one. It's going to look completely different next time around. Yeah, and I you know I did that video. Uh, sorry about the camera, guys. I swear, if you just see me suddenly step up or stand up and throw this computer across the room, um, don't don't panic. I'll be all right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I did that video on the same thing. Well, PS5 and, you know, Xbox Series X and its revisions potentially, right, be the last generation of consoles. And um, I don't know, uh, you know, technology is evolving. And it, Phil Spencer has been very outspoken on that as well, right? Is you know, he thinks, he said at least he thinks for the next decade uh, we'll probably have hardware. But uh, there is a future, to your point, where it's just instant connectivity. Um, you're not going to need this. It's almost a... You were talking about like the middleman, right? Uh, that's almost what the console is. It's giving you that compute power, as you said, uh, locally, but you're not going to need it locally in the future. Um, and so uh, it is really interesting. I think people struggle with that concept mightily. I see it all the time when we talk about this stuff. Um, but it's it, it really shouldn't be something uh, you struggle about. Think So think about DVD players. Who, who's still using DVD players for the most part? Um, what do you do? You go to Netflix, you go to Prime. You go to Hulu, whatever. It's the same exact concept. It's yep. the same exact thing. You don't need a box under your TV to play the movie. You just play it. Uh, it's no different. Um, so I don't know why. I don't know. I'm kind of ranting. I don't know why people struggle with the concept so much. It's really not that difficult. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a reason, there's a reason why Microsoft and Sony are buying up all these studios. And it's not because it's the first party stuff. They, they see where it's going in the future, I think. So we sign on this dotted line. So this means you can't go to the end consumer straight away. You know, you have to go through PS now. You have to okay. go through Game Pass. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe it's a commercial decision or you know decision along, along them lines. But but yeah, it's, it's I, I've got no problem with it. I, I just like games. The, the ecosystem. Mm, yeah, you know, I want to chat to my friends. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah. somewhere else. You know, but. It's, it's all about the games, man. Well, it's kind of like the whole digital thing, you know. Uh, Twenty years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, you don't, you don't need to go to the store and buy a game. You know, you don't need to pick up a case. You're just going to download it right at your house." And people will be like, "What are you talking about?" You know. Now look where you are. You got people like Dan. Who? When's the last time you bought a physical game, Dan? Uh, it was <laughs> early this gen. Early. Okay, so there you go. Years, right? Yeah. It's already been years. I think it was um, I, the last one I bought was Overwatch for my kids, and. I think I got that with you know for like ten bucks somewhere, and I don't even know why I bought it. I still have it in yeah. a box somewhere that I. <laughs> but I mean, the, the point the point is made, and Carl, I appreciate it because you know I think I, I watch a lot of shows, uh, and I love all the guys I watch, and I see a lot of the stuff on Twitter, and some of the show you know the shows I watch, the guys I support, kind of get this stuff. But you do see a lot of the the more casual market; they just don't get this at all. They they don't understand it, and I. I just keep trying to stress this is not that complicated, guys. It's really not. Trust me, nobody loves hardware. I mean, I'm right there. I've got I'm literally surrounded by game consoles all over my game room. I love them to death. 
And I think it's going to be a sad day for me when I can't go to the store and buy a physical console. You know, I love console launches. Um, but at the same time, the world moves on. It is what it is. Um, Diego Archimedes. Good to see you guys, man. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Vogel said, what's a DVD player? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. Right. Amazing, yeah, that's exactly the point. And no, uh, I think I saw Chris um, say, uh, "Is Sega using Azure for this?" Not, I don't believe so. No, this is completely separate tech. Yeah, whichever they use, doesn't matter what they use; just using somebody else's computer. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. But to your point around signing the first party, soft, software is king. Um, it's going to continue to be king, uh, and eventually you will get to that point where like you said you've got all these studios and development talent in-house they deliver games those games are delivered directly to the end consumer that's all it is same thing netflix has done you know netflix was they were discs and and small little things now they're producing 200 million dollar movies uh directly to people at their house i mean they're just that's how it is netflix have got loads of other small studio houses that produce content for exactly them. The exact same premise. Exact, exact same concept. Exactly right. That's why that's why it always makes me laugh when people don't get this. I'm like, you've got hundreds of millions of Netflix subscribers and you don't understand how you're gonna deliver games to your house. Like why why is this hard to understand? <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we move on, so great conversation, guys. I love talking about tech. Uh, good to have you on for this one, Carl. Um, guys, do me a favor, everyone who's in chat right now or watching. For whatever reason, we had a really good show last week, and we had we had a couple people come in and downvote us to hell. Uh, I don't know what happened. We didn't say anything controversial. We don't do controversy on this show, but uh, show us a little support if you don't mind. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I know, Dan. It was probably some fall gaming people out there, um, but, <laughs> but I would appreciate it. Just give us a thumbs up. Uh, support is always, always appreciated, guys. Well, so let's thing, move on. I, I told you this before. Any interaction is good interaction. Downboat. It's true. People are still interacting with it one yeah. way or another. Yeah, and it still gets us more more, you know, that's, that's good. Take it. <laughs> We're not perfect. I just don't get it. All it's not that I it's not that I really that. care. It's just it's just like we you know, we go out of our way to to produce stuff site wide, right? Not just on the show, but site wide that's not controversial. Um, it just seems so hilarious to me that people go out of their way. All right. right. So Further on this topic, and I don't want to say we've been going for a while on this topic already, but let's touch on the Game Pass thing real quick in the same vein, right? So Samsung kind of updated their announcement this week that on future Samsung TVs, they're going to give you a paid subscription to uh, a wealth of services. The consumer or the buyer can pick one of them. Uh, Sling TV, Showtime, YouTube Premium. One of them is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And so we saw Microsoft or Xbox uh, start this kind of relationship earlier with Samsung phones and obviously xCloud's coming. And so this led to a very popular conversation because the site blew up from it around um, today, it's just paying for your subscription to Game Pass. You still need your hardware, obviously. But just exactly what we're talking about here, you can see a future where you buy a Samsung smart TV, connect it to your Wi-Fi just as people do today. And along with your Netflix, your YouTube, your Hulu, your Prime, all those other things that you just hit your app on your phone, you just go to Game Pass, connect a controller to your TV, you're playing. Um, I think that's exactly where the future is going, in my opinion. Um, and I think many, that's where this seed is being planted, right? Xbox is kind of developing these relationships with partners like Samsung. Samsung's the number one TV maker in the world um, to kind of seed that uh, that uh, relationship so that this can uh, you know take off here the next couple of years once xCloud kind of gets more robust and they get more global presence. So 
don't know if there's anything you want to continue to touch on there, um, but it, it just seems it ties right into what we're talking about. That's where this is going in the future. Sure, man. You know, Samsung uses that one connect box, right? So, I mean, when I thought about this, I was like, well, you know, obviously it's not right now. It, it's this is a future play maybe, but they've been partnered with Samsung for a while now too, you know, yeah. or since yeah. the X released, as far as I know, maybe before that too. Um, when you plug your Xbox into a Samsung TV, automatically pops up. It's got the Xbox logo. It's got everything on there. Yep. Um, Puts it into like game mode and yep. yep. Um, you can set it all up for that. And, you know, there, there needs to be, I mean, if you look at something like Stadia where they run it through a Chromecast or something, so I would, yep. it, it would have to be built into a TV or, you know, if they, there would be, have to be some kind of connection, right? For, I mean, basically an app. Because yeah. that, that's how you connect to xCloud when you play today, right? You have to have that right. app. So that yeah. app is just controlled on Samsung's front. It's just access. That's all Right. It is. And so it, then it would come down to whether they go, whether you have to have a controller that connects directly to Wi-Fi or uh-huh. like through Bluetooth or yep. however you want to do it. You know, so, I mean, it, I don't think the technology is that far out. You know, no, it's it, not. It, it, it's got to be pretty dang close. And, you know, but then again, for guys like us, that's probably not going to be how we, we we play it. But you know, for somebody that buys a Samsung TV, oh hey, you know, I can go buy a controller or whatever I need, and then maybe they start packaging the TV with the controller. I was just going to say that. Yep, I was just going to say all you do. I mean, you buy a three thousand dollar TV, or, or let's say your average consumer, you buy an eight hundred dollar TV. What yeah. what's it cost Microsoft to throw a controller that costs thirty bucks to make in there with the package? Right. And like I said, with that one connect box, I mean, it makes it a little bit different than, you know, your standard TVs where you're plugging directly into it. You've got a little bit of extra room, maybe if you need to put something else in there, you know, for that controller or, you know, I, I don't know how all the tech works, but. Um, no, you've got it. Cool. I mean, it really is that straightforward. You don't yeah. have to overcomplicate it. Nope. Um, it's what Stadia is doing today. And I think for <laughs> Walter said uh, spot on, he said, you know, streaming subscription service. He said, we'll soon have more streaming options than a nineties boy band. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, No, but I think, uh, you know, that's why I think we got so confused with Stadia is it feels like Stadia is trying to come in now uh, with its, they have the technology there. They don't have the content. We were saying software is King, right? So if if PlayStation's already has PS Now and what we've seen with Sony TVs, like you said, Carl, and if they decide to push that more, which we think they will, right? Um, and Xbox has all these huge studio houses they're building, and they're obviously going this direction. I, I just don't see how Google in the next couple of years catches up content and software-wise when Xbox and PlayStation are going to be technology-wise where Stadia is by next year, but with way, way, way more content. I, I think Stadia is just an experiment. You said this before, I mean, it, is, it seems like it's just an experiment to them. It, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's got any clout behind it at all. I mean, wh- where's the marketing campaigns now? You just don't see it. <laughs> Dan, Dan had a Google, so we have Google internet here in the US in some places, Get, and Dan had a Google uh, technician come to his house for his internet, and he asked him about Stadia, and the guy didn't even know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so bad. yeah that sounds cool. But, but yeah, I think we're definitely going to see more of this. Samsung's not going to be the first. It's not the first, not going to be the last. No. You're going to see, you're going to see these partnerships come up. And at some point, you're going to see Game Pass and PS Now on the same TV. At some yeah, point, true. you're going to see that. 
and, and, and that's consumer friendly. And I think, I was just thinking about this when you mentioned it, I think that the, the focus is gonna shift away from, you know, the hardware in the living room eventually, not, I'm not saying right now, maybe in the next seven years or so, but then the controller starts to mean everything to everyone. And the control prices might start going through the roof. They might be like $200, $300 for a controller. <laughs> it's low latency and it's got like, you know, haptics in it and the triggers can actually smack you in the face. You know, it's got, it's got all, that, all, all that stuff inbuilt. So, well, yeah, it, it's only to get more. It's only to get more prevalent. Yeah, it's true. Basically, vote make it work well. Yeah. That's, That's what I mean. Exactly. It's got to work seamlessly and without connection issues, right? Yeah. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah, Vogel said, um, he said, you know, Bluetooth to connect. He said he can do that now on a Samsung from 2016 and it had PS Now pre-installed. Whoa. You know, it's four years ago. There you go. So, you know, this is this is not oh. new, but, um, <laughs> but I think in, you know, in 2016 and PS Now, that's kind of what we're talking about. That's the entry level experience, right? That's not going to be how you want to game day to day. Um, but I think in years time, like we're talking about the difference, that that um, difference between having local hardware and remote hardware is is slimming over time and it'll continue to slim, continue to slim until there's, you know, there's no difference. Well, so. well at the moment, I mean, uh, if you want premium 4K content, you go buy yourself a 4K Blu-ray player and you go play that because it's got the best sound Yep. the best picture quality because it's local. Yep. But you just want to sit down and watch, uh, I don't know, uh, Stranger Things. You just switch on Netflix. Yeah, very true. Yep. And, and and even if, even if you look at Netflix over the past couple of years, right? Like if you look, I watched Extraction last night, which was a surprisingly good action movie if you like action movies. Um, but like if you look at that picture quality, right? A, a brand new big budget Netflix movie, 4K, UHD, streaming it's really really good it's not 4k uhd to a disc like you said it's not quite there but it's it's damn close yeah, yeah definitely. so <laughs> elu said playing cubert on his refrigerator is still the dream right there oh, with you man yeah. shout out to cubert classic <laughs> all right we've talked about the service long enough let's talk about some games so we've got some uh, interesting announcements this week uh kingdoms of amlar re-reckoning so i know there's a big uh a big audience who really really loved this game when it released uh, for those of you that may forget, this was the um, very interesting story of development behind this game. This was 38 Studios, which was led by ex-baseball pitcher Kurt Schilling. When he retired, basically wanted to get into video game development, started a studio. Uh, he had, uh, Dan, you may know some of this more than me, but if I remember, it was in Rhode Island. And uh, Rhode Island, like, supported some of the development through, like, a uh, basically a, a government-funded, you know, kind of, you know, development house, basically he got government funds and he went way over budget. And then there was a lawsuit between his company and Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island, and the company got shut down and just crazy, crazy background uh, on how this, yeah. yeah, crazy background on how this game got made. But it had a lot of big names behind it. So good development talent. Uh, uh, Todd McFarlane was involved. Um, and I know that um, it, it reviewed generally well, you know, kind of like in the eight-ish range. And people said it ha had kind of RPG elements and MMO elements mixed into a single-player experience. And it's become kind of a cult classic uh, since it released. And many people have been asking for this game to come back or be remastered. And lo and behold, it's coming this August. It's actually coming. So... Uh, I actually have not played this game. 
So uh, I've heard great things about it. Dan's already upset with me. It's fine. It's fine. When we when we do all Halo co-ops on Legendary, then I'll let you talk to me about uh, Kingdoms of Avalon. But this is the game that you would like be like, okay, this game is awesome. I'm surprised you haven't played this one. So maybe I need to pick this one up, right? Yeah. I mean, you can play it right now. It's backwards compatible on 360. So. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you really don't have to go out and actually buy it. It looks good though. You see the screenshots of it? Like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it looks more like a proper remake, not just an up-res. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is one of them that's, you know, I, I'm 100% gonna buy it. It's 40 bucks, um, just to be able to play through it. I, you know, I, I might. I just hope it's more Saints Row than it is Mafia 2. You know, as far as like the remastering goes, um, but. This will be like right before um, Cyberpunk, so this will be a nice little buffer game that I can go back and play. I love this game; it was a ton of fun, a ton of fun. Nice, Carl. Were you big on this one? I have never played it, if I'm being honest. It's, it's, <laughs> it's me, this one definitely. Three sixty era, and I was a three sixty guy as well. So, yeah, it was it was pretty popular at the time. I've heard, I've heard people talk about this game since it released. Yeah, still good. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Might try it if it's a uh, if it's cheap enough. Yeah. Yeah, forty bucks. I think they said right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know what that's going to be over for you, Carl. But twenty five quid. Yeah. yeah. So I just one thing I find interesting here, guys. I don't know about you guys in chat too. Is it, we're getting a lot of remasters and remakes, and we have been for years now. This generation has been remakes and remasters, but it feels like we're getting a lot right now, right before the new generation starts. Um, it's just. It just seems kind of weird to me because I, I it seems like you know you're going to get all these remakes a couple months out, and then you're going to turn on your PS5 or Series X and see those upgrades. You're going to be like, oh, these remakes need to remake. <laughs> <laughs> just seems weird to me. Yeah, it, it gets to you get to a point where it's just like, well, we can make a quick buck, maybe you know, like Deep Silver come out here and throw out a Saints Row remaster, which doesn't cost them probably a whole ton of you know resources. You know, make a little bit of money to fund the next game that they're coming out with. Next, next gen development. Yeah, right. maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're funding next gen development. Yeah, maybe that's just something they can do. You know, if it's something that's real quick. But you know, then you look at games that you know, like Blue Point puts out, like you know, with the Shadow of the Colossus or potentially Demon Souls. That's probably a lot more in depth. Probably, yeah, you know, that's what they do though. You yeah, know, they make those you experts know, all the time, right? And some of these, you know, like with Mafia, it's like, eh, there's a paintbrush. Then we're, then we're done. Mm. <laughs> uh, Archimedes has a good point here. He said it's obvious they have to bring them out now before next gen because next gen, you know, the direction it's going is free upgrades, right? Back, mm -hmm. it's full back compat and free upgrades. So yeah, it's a good point too. Maybe well, they're trying to. That, that's a touchy subject for Sony, isn't it? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. It can't be simple. Cannot be simple. <laughs> So what about uh, Star Wars? So Star Wars, Project Maverick. Um, supposedly, we're going to see this this week. June 9th is now the rumor here. Uh, the leaked details, and who knows if this is real, but this is what it says, is it plays a lot like uh, the old Rogue Squadron game. So it's going to have a lot of uh, space combat, flight combat, uh, while also having on-foot campaigns similar to Battlefront 2. So that was about a, what, five to seven-hour campaign. But you'll be able to also play the campaign from both sides, the Rebel and the Empire side. I so mean this yeah, yeah, this sounds interesting, right? I mean, um, everyone's waiting for those good Star Wars games. It sounds like it has the potential to be one. 
and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I mean, born in '78, so I was born just after the first one came out. Yeah, well, me too. We were just talking about that. Yeah, Dan too. Dan's a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. I mean, anything Star Wars is just my my wallet just dies. Just that's what we need. I, I, it just sounds like it's not very, there's not much to it, you know, but again, we haven't seen anything. So I guess, you know, I, I want to see like, you know, if, if it's going to be a $60 game, we got to give me, you know, 30 hours of campaign, not 15 and 15. I don't want that's garbage. Yeah, not well, not unless, not unless it's actually unique, right? Right, not just different characters. But if it's a unique story on both sides, that would be cool. Yeah. What, what was that Star Wars game that Amy Hennig was 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 uh, fronting? Oh, yeah, game? Pro, project uh, Project Thirteen Thirteen was it? Yeah. What the hell happened to that? Yeah, it got canceled. That's why she took off. Oh, don't blame her. Don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah, she had. A, that's one for next gen. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, she had a she had a rough go for a while there, which is crazy because her resume is incredible, and she just seemed to have disagreements with these companies. And it's like I, I've never really understood that kind of stuff. Is you have someone who is obviously very talented, uh, has a great resume, and gives you ideas. Why are you telling her what you should what she should be doing? Just give her the money and shut up. Get out of her way. Yeah, sign the checks. That's it. Yeah, it's not that hard. So, hey, Bert's in the chat. What's up, Bert? So, Bert, uh, we were hoping you would stop by today. We were prepared for this. We were prepared for this because for everyone in chat, we were going to show. I showed this picture to Carl, and he cracked up yesterday. So when Bert was up here visiting Dan and I last year, uh, we went out, got some barbecue, and uh, this picture was taken at that crap barbecue place we went. I don't know. That was like Texas barbecue. It was garbage. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we figured we would show you the size difference between Bert and Dan when we were in person, because, um, if you didn't know that they were making a sequel to twins, now you do, it's coming out next year. And, uh, here is Dan and Bert in real life together. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, that is not uh, that is not manipulated in any way whatsoever. That was me standing in line at the barbecue place, just taking a picture. Uh, so. oh, fantastic! God, that dude is sexy as hell. <laughs> the guy taking the picture. How'd you see him? Yeah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I um, <laughs> he said, "Get in my belly." He said. <laughs> So Star Wars Maverick, yeah, I'm excited about this. I mean, I, I am a Star Wars fan. I'm not as big as some people of my of our generation, um, but definitely a fan. I uh, really enjoyed Battlefront 2. Um, in fact, I thought the, the flying, the competitive multiplayer in the flying sections in Battlefront 2 is actually really, really good, too. Um, it's just a well-done game. So anything like that, uh, I'm excited for. But hopefully we'll see this week. So pretty pumped. Weird one here, guys. Not too much to touch on. I just wanted to kind of, we've been talking a lot about services and things of that nature. And, you know, we talked about Game Pass, obviously, PS Now and that. And you see things like, um, especially on the PC side, you see a lot of these companies having their own launchers, right? There's Rockstar Launcher, there's Steam, there's Epic Games, there's uh, now Ubisoft has Ubisoft Premium, whatever they call it on uh, PC, where you kind of get their games. And that's a monthly service. And, um, you know, uh, EA Access is out there, but it's not really the same. So EA has not uh, really supported uh, the PC side, especially with sports titles. But what they announced this week is they're actually launching on Steam 
They've launched over 25 games this week directly on Steam that you can buy now, along with the EA Access service, which is a little different, a little cheaper, and it just gives you like uh, previews of their games along with discount on uh, the games themselves and expansions in the future. So what I'm kind of curious about here, guys, is that you know, with EA being so big, it seemed kind of strange to me. I, I, I would have seen them going the route of the Ubisoft route where they do a full service, right, where you get their games, you pay 20, 30 bucks a month, whatever it is. Um, but it doesn't seem they're going that route. It seems that they've relegated themselves to just sticking with their EA access option and just putting their games on, uh, on every other platform and supporting things like steam and obviously PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, et cetera. So, um, I don't know. What do you think here? Do you think EA is just kind of decided that they're not going to try and compete on the launcher and dedicated service and they're just going to kind of stay on the software side? Wasn't it? Wasn't the last um, big Xbox show where it was live? The EA said that they have their own cloud service to deliver to the end customer. Sure, they did. I don't remember that, honestly. Really sure. It was EA that was on stage with Microsoft, wasn't it? EA, uh, like Xbox, you mean? Yeah, yeah. On the yeah, yeah. Of- EA does have the partnership with Xbox. Yeah, so it, that would make sense. But Ubisoft yeah. does too. So uh, I don't know. So what, it was definitely EA because one of the, the guys that was newly appointed was the one that was on, on the stage presentation. And he mentioned about their partnership with Microsoft for xCloud. And they're very interested in delivering you know cloud games because there's some things you can do on cloud games that you can't do on local hardware, like larger environments and all that malarkey. So yeah, it, it, I, think, I think they're just biding the time. Uh, I think they're, they're probably setting up infrastructure in the background to do that at some point. But why not get a bit of cheddar for now? Yeah, I mean, this probably didn't cost them a whole lot, right? It's not like they delivered some new exclusive game. It's all existing stuff. Interesting, though. Interesting. It's interesting you say all these launches they've got at the moment, all these companies like Rockstar launch. I noticed that when I downloaded um, uh, GTA uh, on the PC. Yeah. There was a launch for it. I'm thinking, why have you done a launch? Oh, wait a minute. Yep. Yeah, you all want to drive content to the end user at some point. So yeah, yeah. well, and you're you know you're taking your own royalties, right? Yeah, Steam, Steam takes a big cut. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, but let's let's see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's a so I think the imp- I think the important thing here, Dan, is um, now you can go start Anthem again. Yep, super excited. You know, I don't like a lot of launchers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know PC gaming. Uh, so uh, this is this is basically, you know, to me, it's like let's see if we can reach more people. I mean, that's that's what the end game in gaming is. I mean, you want more people to play your games. A lot of people, for some reason, don't like multiple launchers. Sure, I get that, you know, and you know, everybody wants to get everything on one little ecosystem. That's fine too. Do what yeah. you, you know. EA likes money a lot. So <laughs> get them more of it. So yep. yeah, yeah, pretty straightforward. I just it's gonna be funny to watch what EA does. It feels like they their direction has just been very bizarre to me. Um, we don't have to get into it, but I, I'm gonna be curious to see what EA does over the next several years because they just seem to be out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bethesda to some degree too. They it's just really weird these these giant companies that make these mega mega games with all you know billion dollar companies and their their direction just seems to be so strange. But, Starfield, that's another one, isn't it? Which one? Starfield. 
Yeah, that's start. That's Tim Howard's next uh, big IP, and we still haven't seen it. And we're supposed to maybe see it this summer. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right, so we got um, a whole bunch of uh, game shows we're supposed to really start this week. And like we've already mentioned a couple times, um, all of them have been delayed. So funny enough, the Gorilla Collective was supposed to kick off um, a kind of A and AA showcase, a bunch of games. Greg Miller was supposed to, or with Kind of Funny Games, is going to be hosting that one. That was actually, funny enough, I, I texted Dan yesterday because it was supposed to start at noon today, our time. It would have started the exact same time as our show. So, but that's been moved to next week now, next Saturday that starts. The future game show was going to take place after that, uh, later today. That's moved to next Saturday as well. Um, Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red, you know, they were supposed to have this city uh, Nightwire look at Cyberpunk, which I think we're all pretty pumped for, uh, was supposed to happen next week. That's been moved to June 25th now, so definitely a lot later in the month. EA Play Live was moved to June 18th. IGN Expo was moved. Uh, starting this week now, but uh, long story short, all these things were delayed, and um, we'll kind of keep track of that. So if you want to know, there's a bunch of game shows and schedules. We're going to put that on our site. So if you're kind of having trouble trying to keep up with what shows are when and how to watch them, uh, we'll keep you posted. But really, out of all these, I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of games. None of these are the really, really big, big shows. You know that we don't have a date for the Sony one yet. Uh, we know Microsoft has something planned in June. We don't have a date for that yet. Um, and then Cyberpunk back to June 25th. So speaking of Cyberpunk, who in chat or anyone ordering the console? Did you guys get it? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Whoa. Dan said, oh, yeah, and then took off on us. <laughs> so, I don't know what happened there. Any, are you um, you big into Cyberpunk, Carl? We'll wait for him to come back. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the game interests me, but I don't think I buy the console. Uh, just not feeling it. Not into it. Yeah. So, so it was kind of funny because uh, did you, uh, did you disappear into the fog? What happened? Yeah, I was just, you know, I had to take my shirt off for a minute. <laughs> so it was funny, actually, because the, you know, this super rare console, only 45,000 of them being made, and it, it went live on um, Thursday during the day. It went live in uh france and spain and a couple other regions and i ended up texted dan and i said dude i know uh i don't think you necessarily want one of these but if it's going live in other regions i can guarantee you it's probably going to go live soon in the u.s so i said just keep an eye out and then thursday night i was gaming well, what time was it like 11 p.m or something yeah i think i texted you at like 11 30 11 45 i was like yeah. hey yeah, he's like, it's live, it's live. And I was like, I didn't even see it at first. I at Like, middle of the game, I was playing Smite with some buddies. Middle of the game, I literally put my controller down and came over to my PC and, like, started going away at it. So was able to get one. And uh, I know Burke grabbed one, too. But it's pretty good deal when you think about it. It's $2.99. You get the Xbox One X, the custom one. You get Cyberpunk. You get the controller. And you get the expansion for Cyberpunk as well for $2.99. I mean, it's kind of hard to pass up. It's deal. So... And of course, the uh, you know the the scalpers are already at it. They're already going for you know, some of them been sold in other regions for a lot of money already. So, all right, hey, I'm not going to yep. sell mine. Get the hell out of here with that crap. I see this stuff happen all the time where people get in there and they buy like like that. Was it the the Gamescom controller? Was that? that oh one? no, I, I know which one you're talking about. You know, yeah, like a thousand of them. The XO19. The XO19 one. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that so bad. And then it was, you know, and you could have got it for, you know, a couple grand, you know, <laughs> what? I'm sitting here like, this is a untapped market for me. 
I need to get on here and sell some stuff. You know, so I bought two of them. I might keep one, I might sell the other one. I'm not going to ask, you know, three grand for it. You know. <laughs> but hey, you got to benefit a little bit. I'm not even wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just that's it's the nature of the market, you know, and it's kind of a shame because you know, for like you in the UK, Carl, that would have been first thing in the morning. Um, before most people are up for a lot of us is after people were sleeping, it just randomly goes live. There's no announcement and then they're gone. You know, that's it. It sold out and didn't take long for it to sell out on Xbox. And it slowly went live on Amazon and Best Buy and all the other big outlets and then it just sold out. So crazy. Anyway, so what do you guys been playing, man? What's been going on this week? What's new? What's good? I haven't played everything, man. <laughs> still everything? Yeah, it's still everything. I mean, I got... The Saints Row Saints Row Three or the Third, whatever it's called, remastered. That. Is it as good as everyone says? Like the remake? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, like it looks really, really good. Like the graphics are still the graphics, right? But they actually, the actual textures and stuff actually look really, really well. Um, the cars look awesome. Um, they did a really, really good job with it. Um, and I, I haven't played a Saints Row game since the first one. So it's been a while. I forgot how insane they are and completely <laughs> not for kids. Um, but it's super fun if you just want to kind of get away from everything and just kind of, you know, go cause havoc and, you know, smack somebody upside the head with a dildo or whatever you want to do. You know, it's the game for you. So you know, on the other side of that, I've been playing everybody's golf. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's a fun game. We kind of talked about it through our chat, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get on there because these guys are talking all kinds of smack of how good they are. Um, pretty sure, even if we do end up playing, you guys will still beat me. Uh, <laughs> not that great at it. Um, short of that, speaking of Bioshock, played those, played all the way through Infinite. I'm about halfway through the original. Gosh, I am. I got nothing to do, and I am. <laughs> uh, I, I'm in. I'm playing The Last of Us before nice. last of us two comes out just to kind of get a little refresher yeah i mean it still holds up it's so oh, yeah good. fantastic it's good it looks great on the pro too it does yeah. it's insane how good it looks yeah and it, it, it plays well um gosh it's so so good dan actually reminded us uh, i did the review for everybody's golf because i'm a huge hot shots golf fan i did the review for it he reminded us that bert and i actually collaborated and did a video review of everybody's golf on our channel from like, what was it, three years ago at least? Yep. We had like no audience. I think it's got like 30 views. <laughs> it's got like no one watching. 31, because this guy. 31. Watched. Hey, well, with Dan's, you, you put us over the 30 mark. Thank you, sir. Appreciate so it. Yeah, but, um, no, it's a great game. I love I love everybody's golf. I'll, I forgot to install it, Dan. I'll do that uh, after the show. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do that. I might actually go buy it now. It's everybody's golf? Right it's, now. it's awesome. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks right now. Yeah. I might go Have you ever played Hot Shots? Nope. No, oh, man, do you do you like golf games? I love golf games. EA oh, golf games on the Xbox, the original Xbox. I'm not happy. Oh, so the great thing about Hot Shots is, uh, especially this one, is it's it's goofy. It's got that you know Japanese kind of quirky sense of humor, but the actual golf in the courses is super super fun to play. Um, and it, it's there's a lot to it, so it's fantastic. It's really really good. Yeah, my record, I think Dan, by the way, on a single course is negative twenty three. Gee, many Christmas. <laughs> Negative twenty three. Did you have like the super powered everything? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I unlocked everything. Yeah. You get you get like a hole in one. You get a couple eagles. Yeah. 
Is this is this where you can unlock the load? If you buy loads, you can unlock the game. Is it one of them? No, 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 no microtransactions like that. A lot of customization, and yeah, you can play through and just you basically it's like almost like an RPG. Like you you play courses, and then you get to like a boss character, yeah. and you beat him, and then you unlock like a new course and new clubs and stuff like that. So you can't buy. No, you can't buy better stuff to make you better. No, the only thing you can buy is uh, there's some courses that you can buy, and uh, a couple other things, but none of them that really actually affect playing against somebody else. Now, yeah, it's not pay to win. Level would be, you know, yeah. we'd have to kind of set out a, a set of rules where it's like, no, you can't use a super powered ball that you've earned, you know, thirty years ago <laughs> to crush. Me. So what we should do is we should we should all use the entry like the full base level. Everyone use the the default starting stuff. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, Bird says Bird says in chat that the VR version comes with both versions for the same price. Oh damn. my god! Yeah. Like, oh oh damn. Do. Yeah, I I really want to play the VR version, but um anyway, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, Hot Shots mm-hmm. Golf, I've always loved when that came out. I was super pumped for it. Hot Shots Golf was the American name for everybody's golf. It's always been called everybody's golf in Japan, and they just called this one everybody's golf. So, nice. great game. Beautiful. Anyway, what are you up to, Carl? What have you been playing? More Warzone? You still on I've it? More, I've been playing more Call of Duty, yeah. Uh, I'm nice. trying to get my kill-to-death ratio above 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, 1.1? 1. 1. Yeah, and I'm really bad. <laughs> really yeah, I just kind of myself. I've started actually trying to stick sticky bombs to myself and running rooms. Let's see if that works. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a bit of been playing a bit of COD. Um, I've, I've been doing a lot of retro gaming recently. I think nice. I've got to that stage where I'm, I've started to play Gold Axe on the uh, the old Sega. Yeah, and um, what else have we played? Uh, the Secret of Monkey Island on the Amiga. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Went back to that. So, um, yeah, I've been doing a bit of retro gaming uh, and my usual staple diet of COD and a bit of uh, a bit of a Gran Turismo as well thrown in there. Okay. Nice. So but you're right up Bert's alley right now talking about COD and uh, Gran Turismo. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Did you see that um, uh, because Double Fine's part of Xbox now, did you see the release in uh, Monkey Island and two of the other classic point and clicks on uh, Xbox later this year? No. Christmas. No. no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, all on Game Pass too. Oh, that'll be that'll be one for the PC straight away. That download, yeah, yeah pretty cool. Wish yeah. I had the Xbox. I just don't have it. The, the, the youngest has got that in their bedroom, as we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it kind of goes by. Funny enough, Elu said Carl's been playing Turrican too. He remembers. Oh. <laughs> but that's that's kind of. I don't want to take us back to the conversation. But that was the thing you're talking about consoles and different bedrooms. That's what I saw a lot of people say about the. Um, Game Pass on the TV, right? Is well, I'll I'll have the Series X or the Series 20X or whatever the hell the future is called. But then you know maybe in the bedroom for my kid or wife or whatever, would we'll just have the Samsung TV where they can just play, you know, casually. You don't need to buy a second console for the house. Exactly. So, see a lot of people doing that. For me, I've been, um, you know, I talk about Smite and World of Tanks every week. I won't talk about those, but uh, Minecraft Dungeons been playing a lot of that. A uh, lot of fun playing it with Elu and Chat and a couple other buddies, and um, we're getting near the end. We actually sat down to play it on Thursday, sadly, the four of us, but it kept crashing. So apparently the game has crashing issues that I was unaware of, and we had played it in four-player co-op fine up until that point, but now I think we crashed like three times in a row, and we just gave up. So I don't know if a uh, patch is coming or what's going on with that, but kind of crazy. But great game regardless. 
Um, and getting ready to jump back into, I can't believe I'm getting ready to jump back into Path of Exile. So Path of Exile, if you're not familiar with it, um, really, really in-depth ARPG. Uh, it's been around for several years now. It's a free-to-play ARPG, but it's absolutely fantastic out of uh, Grinding Gear Games out of Australia. They support the game through microtransactions that are cosmetic only. There's literally nothing you can buy in the game that impacts gameplay um, or power or anything like that, but it's incredible ARPG. Um, the new update is coming soon, and uh, four of us have decided that we're going to jump into that and just start fresh. New character. I've played through it multiple times with multiple characters, but it's just really, really good. So, mm-hmm. you did you download it, Dan? You were talking about yeah. downloading Path of Exile. I've got to download. I haven't started it yet because, you know, I can't get inside, and my attention span is super, super short. So, <laughs> oh, and Eli reminded me. Yeah, we started playing Rocket League again too, which is awesome. Um, I'm not very good, but it's still fun. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think uh, Talis just came in the chat and said, how much did I miss? Uh, Talis, you've missed all of it because we're just about to close out. But uh, thanks for stopping by anyway. A um, couple things I want to shout out to before we uh, we head out. So there's an article up on the site right now of, on uh, titled Why we, we Need Video Games as a Society or Why the society, Our Society Needs Video Games, excuse me, by Elu in the chat. Fantastic, fantastic article. Please check that out. We've got a review of a game called uh, Gunfire Reborn. It's an early access title that's currently out that you can play. It looks really interesting. So Ryan has uh, finished up that review for us. You'll see that published over the weekend as well. And then, uh, Dan, you'll probably be interested in this one. we got a, another article coming from Steve titled The Difficulty of Managing Difficulty. So where he goes into basically from software games, you know, uh, all the debate around game difficulty and how developers need to navigate that space and et cetera. So long article, but uh, you'll see that um, probably by Monday or Tuesday as well on the site. So um, thanks everyone for awesome support. I'll just continue to say thank you. Thanks for getting us over the uh, 1 million view hump on YouTube, which is absolutely incredible. And um, as always, appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for tuning in with us and we will see you next week. Thanks guys.